The date is Thursday the 12th of April. I'm a rather windswept Jason England and welcome to Learn Something Going Outdoors. The official podcast of NewHousingMedia.com where I consume your brain space with weird and wonderful facts that you've probably never heard before. Done outdoors. So what do I mean by this? Well, time is slowly, slowly kind of disappearing. And all of my <laughs> priorities in terms of my working day, in terms of my blog, means that a lot of my time in the day is consumed. Especially at this point in time, because we are building up to the new term and I have a lot on my plate. Which means that I'm now doing these podcasts on my walk to work. So, as you can hear with the cars going by... Um, I do apologise for any kind of bad audio problems, but I hope you enjoy. The theme of this episode and what you can expect is basically a bit of a tech throwback. A lot of the gadgets that you use nowadays are actually a lot older than you think they are. And I have just five of what you would think of as common gadgets that you thought, oh, that came out on that year when I was born or whatever, that are actually stupidly old and will really really surprise you so stick around this is going to be a fun one and so we kick off with video games so when you think when was the first video game ever made many of you will probably think back in the 1970s. Some of you, if you have the knowledge of the particular cathode ray tube display that was invented before that, will know it was probably 1958. Well, you are all wrong. It's actually a tale that starts in 1947 when a tech demo of an interactive cathode ray tube display was invented And the first game to come out in 1950 was a game by the name of Bertie, which is essentially a simple character that was used to navigate around a screen and hit a ball. That's all it... I mean, you could question whether that really constitutes a game, but the fact that something like that was invented at that time just literally blew people's minds, and that was the birth of video gaming. Obviously, it started in arcade cabinets and kind of expanded into the home. And we are where we are now, just everybody playing Battle Royale games, which, to be honest, I I find truly boring. (laughs) Next up, smartphones, the very device that you're probably listening to me on right now. And if you are, thank you. Uh, Please do subscribe to the podcast. But I'll, I'll save all of that pleading for later on in the episode. Um, you may think that the smartphone was kind of an innovation that came out of the mid-2000s. And I wouldn't judge you for it because it's very simple to kind of think of the smartphone as like a touchscreen device or at the very least something with the QWERTY keyboard like the BlackBerry that came out in like the early 2000s. In fact, there was actually a touchscreen enabled smart device that came out 15 years before the iPhone. It's called the IBM Simon. And it is, quite frankly, gargantuan. I I could try and describe it. 
with its five kilogram battery and all of that. No, it's not five kilograms, sorry, it's two kilograms. Um, I'm trying to do this without notes in front of me, which makes it a bit trickier. Um, and could actually do stuff like emails, play games, and actually had its own third party app store. One of the things that Apple was quite heavily criticized for in their application store for being heavily walled, being a heavily walled garden. This was actually open source. This was, this was Android before Android even existed, which to me is pretty amazing. So it had a touchscreen. Obviously, it was only resistive, so you needed the stylus to use it. Um, but it was basically the PDA that IBM had been working on, but they just put a phone modem in it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Also, it was $5,000, which, what? No. For number three, the question is simple. When did the first computer come out? So where did all this history of um, the giant desktop towers that got smaller, then strangely got bigger, then smaller again, that's what she said, um, come from? Well, if you guessed 1943, you would be correct. Introducing the ENIAC, or E-N-I-A-C, which had 15,000 valves and weighed 50 tons and could do a sum in no short of two minutes. So in terms of it being a helpful computer, I would argue the case that it's probably not that very helpful, but still, it's an amazing first step into the world of digital computing as we knew it. Next up, the recording of sound. So the question for this and the question for you guys, which I'll give you a couple of seconds to think of, is when was sound first recorded and onto what? You had to think about it? If not, doesn't matter. I'm just gonna tell you the answer anyway. <laughs> so many of you probably thought it was the record, the wax, the wax circle thing. <laughs> Bloody hell, what is wrong with me? Wax records. You would be wrong. It's actually 1857 on something called the phonautograph. So what is that? Well, think of it as a record, but it's actually just a thin sheet of paper with the music waves printed onto it. That's right. Instead of using wax, it's probably very destructible. Sounds were recorded onto pieces of paper and the needle went over these just like it would any other time. Obviously, you didn't have the revolving recording of it. It just kind of passed straight over the sheet of paper, which meant you could not record that much music in one piece of paper unless you had a very, very long sheet. So don't expect albums to be on like lots of pieces of A4 that you had to stick together yourself with Tripstick. Primarily because Pritstick wasn't a thing, but that's not the point. Pretty amazing to see how people kind of fix the problem with recording sound. And last but not least, on the topic of audio, personal audio, such as the very earbuds that you're probably listening to this podcast through. If you are, thank you. Hello. <laughs> um, 
are kind of a given. They're very much an assumed technology. You kind of just want your personal listening experience and you want to ignore everybody else talking like a crazy person to themselves on the street, like I am doing right now. But there's actually a much deeper history to the headphones than you may think. So to kind of go straight to the point, the first manufactured sets of headphones were invented and created and sold to the United States Navy first off in 1910 by a guy called Nathaniel. These devices weren't necessarily the most erudite or the most reliable, usually lasting for about five to six listens and running on what was called a quarter inch headphone jack. So this would be basically take the headphone jack you've got now, not the digital ones, not the lightning earbuds or wireless or whatever you may be using and just increase that size by about three to four times then you'd have the size of the device obviously there wasn't any kind of like portable audio device you just simply plugged in into whatever audio output you had these came after the work happening in the 19th century on what was called headsets so basically telecommunicators working in telecenters obviously had headphones with with microphones on them so kind of headsets that plugged into phones and they took this technology and expanded it into a consumer product and the rest is history and ladies and gentlemen that will do it for this episode of learn something i want to thank you all so very much for taking the time to listen now what can you do to help support? Well, first of all, just a quick bit of internal news. I am in the UK Blog Awards finals, which to me feels mental. To have, <laughs> to have that happen, I'd actually need people who read, listen and enjoy what I do, which I thought was utterly baffling. But the fact that there are people out there who do enjoy this is kind of bamboozling to me, but also such an incredible honor. So I want to thank you all so much taking time to listen i want to especially thank the people who voted for me and hopefully i can continue doing this for you long into the future so if you're listening to this on anchor hello do go ahead and favorite the station applaud the podcast you got the little clap button there um and also please do call in like give me your feedback on the show if you feel like something should be different if you want me to try and find more time to do it indoors, do tell me if the audio is terrible. But I really do appreciate every single one of you taking the time to listen. If you're listening to this on a podcast service, do please like, share, subscribe and give it five stars in the reviews. Because every single bit of feedback that I can get and every single bit of support will help this podcast rocket up the charts and move towards the top because at the moment on Anchor, it is a top 10 ranking podcast, so any further support would be super-duper helpful. Anyway, I will see you next week. Take care. See you later. Bye.